After missing all of last season with a knee injury, Sarah Gordon returned to the pitch in spectacular form. The Defender of the Year finalist was one of the best 1v1 defenders in the league. Despite it being her first season on the pitch with Angel City, Gordon led LA's back line, often putting out fires, leading her team in clearances and blocks. She was the linchpin in Angel City's ascent up the league table, helping to secure the team's first ever playoff appearance. I sat down with the 2023 NWSL Best 11 presented by MasterCard honoree to discuss her season and the journey back from injury to excellence. So first, Sarah, I have to say congratulations on being named to the Best 11 for the 2023 NWSL season presented by MasterCard. What an incredible accomplishment, especially for you coming off of a year where you tore your ACL and this was really your first moment in time with the new team in Angel City. How was that season for you and how did you land yourself on this list? Um, I think overall it was a really incredible season for me personally and for Angel City as a club. I feel like coming into the year, you know, I'm coming off an ACL injury, being out for an entire year. I'm feeling nervous, unsure of myself, and just going into preseason, feeling like trying to find glimpses of who I used to be on the field. Um, and then eventually, you know, I feel like I found that. And thanks to my coaches and my teammates and all the work we put in. And I feel like as a team, it started off pretty rough for us, but we found our way halfway through and it was just such a special season to really kind of be at the bottom and then claw our way to the playoffs. It was a really special group. And I think, you know, at the end, we're disappointed we lost in the quarterfinals, but we're really proud that, you know, we pushed for the playoffs and we really found our group together. So it was a really great season for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get into all that because there's so much to unpack, I think, with Angel City in particular, especially that ascension that you talked about. But you said something super intriguing to me, which is you wanted to find the player that you were before the injury. And I've torn both ACLs. I, I know the struggles that that you know may exist for a player trying to return to that elite level. But for you in particular, what is it that that you want to see from yourself at your best? Yeah, I think that for me, a lot of it is, you can, you know, complete passes and make good tackles and chase down forwards. But for me, it's like, it's almost a feeling, you know, that like feeling of I was in the present moment for this whole training session, for this whole game, I was in the flow. Um, I was feeling confident. I wanted the ball, you know, that's more so what I strive for when I go into a game or a training session or what I was looking for when I was coming back from my injury, you know, like coming back, you're a little shaky. You're like, do I, do I want the ball? Do I want this player to take me one V one? And so I was really <laughs> searching for that confidence and that feeling um, is what I was looking for. Yeah. Did you have the fear that if you cut your knee was not going to be stable in return? By the time that I was back on the field playing like full in preseason, no, I wasn't really thinking about it, which is really great because I know Amazing. a lot of people said it could be in the back of your head for a while. Yeah, no doubt. What was the hardest part for you in rehab? Not necessarily once you got back on the field, but the actual process of surgery to, you know, running the, all the little milestones that you meet when you're returning to play. I mean, the whole physical process is difficult. I think for me, the hardest part overall was just like losing my identity of who I was on the field, kind of feeling like coming off of 2021, I was the Iron Woman for Chicago. And I felt like I was like an anchor for the team. And I felt like a leader. And I was feeling confident. And then just losing the game and not having that validation, you know, of being that person was really hard. And it really forced me to look inside. And I'm so grateful, 
honestly, for the injury and the journey and where it took me. I'm so, so grateful because I feel like it really has propelled me forward as a human, as a player, as a mom, like everything, honestly. What did you learn? So much. I, you know, like I was in shambles after finding out I tore my ACL and Um, I just, I really was like, okay, when I come back, I only have so many years to play and I wanted to give it everything. And so my mental routine, everything else, like I just took it all to 100 and this was more towards like the end of my recovery. I was like, this is it, you know, it's going to take everything. And so I, um, you know, had to face a lot of things within myself, personal things, you know, personal feelings and that I've thrown away for a long time. And it was all so difficult. And this sounds so dramatic, but like, it was a great process. (laughs) It's incredible. No, it's not dramatic. It's real, right? Sometimes those lows bring out a lot of of learnings and and things that maybe we personally hide from ourselves for a very long time. So I can completely relate to that and understand. I mean, you said it though, you've been an Iron Woman before 2021 with Chicago. This year again in 2023, Iron Woman status Anchor of the back line, that is an understatement, I would say. Um, you were incredible back there. So now that you went through those lows and you, again, got back to the exact same level that you were at before and potentially even exceeded it, how much confidence does that give you? It gives me a lot of confidence. Um, I feel like when it comes to the game, I'm in a better place physically and mentally than I've ever been. And it also is exciting because it's off season, but I'm like, I'm hungry, you know, I'm hungry. I want more. Um, I want more for my team. I want more for myself. So lots of confidence. What about Angel City? Because, you know, they've really created something special in LA, but within the NWSL, I would say, and then globally, I've traveled, you know, a lot with my work with AFC. And the narrative is what are they doing at Angel City? I want to learn more. Can you tell me more? And you live it, you're experiencing it. What is so unique and special about that club? Well, I think that the one thing that is the most special to me is the support. Um, I feel like the heart and the belief of the supporters and the founders and the owners of the team. And then, I mean, if you look at the product we put out the second half of the season, you saw a lot of fight and heart. It wasn't always pretty, but... It was a lot of a lot of battling and fight and heart and belief. And so I think that starts at the top with the people who founded this club. It starts with the supporters and the fans and the way they believe in us and what they bring to every home away game, every moment. And in the end, it affected us and how we were playing and, you know, what we were doing. And I feel like, um, I mean, I haven't been at that many clubs, but it's just, <laughs> it is such a profound impact on us, honestly. Yeah. And to go from 11 on the table and climb your way up to fifth with an incredible run in the middle of the season. You, you touched on it, but is there something more to it than just that fight, that belief that actually changed the course of your season? Well, I mean, obviously we had a coaching change um, yeah. and Becky brought so she brought that for us. You know, we always had that, but she really brought that energy and made us believe we have a team of good footballers. Like, you know, we can play soccer and and going forward, we hope to have an even prettier product. But, you know, when you're on a losing streak, it just it turns into you have to find that grit and belief more than pretty soccer. And so that's like really what it turned into. But 
I mean, so much love for Becky and the staff and what they did to turn the season around and the energy they brought for us. Can you talk about that just a little bit more in terms of what the difference feels like when a new manager comes in? Oftentimes you see an artificial spike in in the course of a season when you have a new manager come in, but it doesn't sustain itself. How did Becky and her and her staff actually come in, make a difference, and then build on that momentum? Well, I think for Becky, um, you know, I already kind of touched on like the belief and energy she brought, but she set a standard that hadn't really been there before. Um, you know, practices got way more competitive and we the expectations on us became more professional. Um, and we had to hold ourselves a little bit to a little bit higher standard, which we needed. We needed to be held accountable, we needed to be pushed. Um, and she just did such a great job of that. And when you have a standard, you know, and you hold that in practices and in your daily life, it affects how you play and, you know, the way you show up to the game. So that was really important for us as well. Did you change how you led from the back line as a result of that? I think that for me personally, um, well, I gain more confidence throughout the season, but also I'm really grateful for Becky and our staff because I feel like they trusted me and they allowed me to be myself, you know, like doing crazy things like I'm going to dribble out of the back, even though I might lose it. They just trusted me to play freely. And that had such a big impact on me because I felt like I didn't have to overthink anymore. When you go on those solar journeys, is that your favorite thing to do in football? Yes, absolutely. It's like a high. It's seriously, it's like a high. I love it. (laughs) And at what point are you like, yeah, it's probably time to pass the ball now and I should get back home. (laughs) Honestly. Okay. Like sometimes I feel like every game, it gets a little higher up the field where I'm like, okay, now it's time. But there are times where I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And just like, get rid of it, get rid of it. So just, you know, you know how it is. (laughs) Yeah. Are there some games you walk away from and you go, man, I did not do one of my solo journeys up the pitch. And I'm so disappointed. It's not a good game if I didn't have one of my journeys. (laughs) That's so good. And everyone else knows just tuck in behind, tuck in, support. That ball's going to probably pop out somewhere. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. When you think about Sarah, just, you know, you've, You've been super versatile, you know, Chicago, obviously you, you would plug in any hole that was necessary, a three back system. You could play out wide, you know, you could obviously lead the line centrally in a two back, but what is your favorite role? And, and really how do you envision the perfect game for Sarah Gordon without the solo journey? Well, I would say that I, as a defender, I like being exposed. I like being left one V one or two V two. I like when we send a ton of numbers forward and it's, you know, people dribbling at me, multiple numbers. I really like that. That's my favorite thing because one, it shows that your team trusts you, but two, it's like, I mean, you can't lose because you just got to force it to one way and hope for the best. But I I like being exposed. I think that that's something that makes me different than a lot of defenders. Like I'll let my fullbacks go forward and we'll just figure it out as we go. Have you always had that competitive fire? Like This is basically a 1v1 or a 2v1 against me and I am going to win. Have you always had that since day one? I, f- I think I've always been pretty competitive, like even like in my home life. Like I don't like, I won't let my son beat me in things just to let him <laughs> beat me. So, I'm a little crazy. <laughs> well, let's talk about your son really quickly because we're seeing so many more moms in the NWSL you know, that is becoming more of a a norm across the league, I would say. And there's a lot more support set up for working moms, playing moms in in your situation. How has his influence on your life impacted your game? Wow. Um, 
his influence has obviously impacted me in every avenue of my life. I had him in college and was young and a little bit lost and he brought me focus, you know, and he just kind of like my ACL did. It's like, it realigned me and like really focused me on like what I want to do in my life and in my career. Um, I love that he's had the opportunity to watch me get drafted and see my entire professional career. And um, he loves the game. He loves, he's so inspired by the women that I play with and his favorite player is Trinity Rodman. He's obsessed with her. <laughs> Wait, it's not you? I have oh, some serious oh questions. No, it's not me. Absolutely not. If Trinity and I were like on a boat and it was sinking and he could only save one, Trinity is living. <laughs> like I'm going down 100%. We need to have some words here. He is fired from the family. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, he, lo- he loves the game. And I'm just, I'm so proud that he gets to see me play. I get to watch him play and... I mean, he inspires me, obviously, in so many ways. Yeah. Is is he a baller? Is it his favorite sport? Oh, absolutely. It's the only sport. He yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. I mean, what a gift to be able to have your kids witness this part of your career because you're going to go on to do bigger things, I'm sure, even after you finish playing, which is, by the way, I hope not anytime soon that you retire, but you have dabbled a little bit in broadcasting. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I love it. I actually majored in broadcast journalism. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I feel like it's like the closest thing to the game, you know, like the pressure and the feeling of performing is like similar. Yeah, no doubt. Is that something that you want to maybe transition into post playing? I think so. I feel like there's a lot of things and I'll just kind of go wherever the wind takes me. But I think that's one of the things I'd like to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Sarah, for the 2023 season, what was your priceless moment? My priceless moment was our away game at San Diego. Um, We were on a losing streak and it's the game where we turned everything around. We won two to one. It's our rival game. Um, And it was just like such a proud moment for the group to finally turn around our season. And it really like set us on for the rest of the season. It was great. And, And go figure that you end up being the reason that San Diego lifts the shield in the last game of the season. So you beat them there, but then you helped them in the end. They owe us. They owe us. (laughs) (laughs) What about the first game of the season for you, though? Your first minute coming back from ACL injury. Was that special? It was extremely special. Um, It was also the game where I felt completely myself for the first time all preseason. It was like the perfect moment. We ended up losing, which obviously was disappointing. But I was kind of on high because I was like, wow, like I'm fully myself again. That's incredible. Well, congratulations, because not many people go through the journey that you've had to go through to get back on the pitch. And ACL is a daunting injury to overcome. And you look unscathed and you've been playing incredible. And it's just a joy to watch you play and especially lead the back line for Angel City. So we're really proud of what you're doing, Sarah. Congrats. Thank you so much. <laughs>